The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns, as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Joining us is Scott Baradell, who is the CEO at Idea Grove, which is a public relations and marketing firm focused on B2B technology clients, working with clients ranging from venture-backed startups to Fortune 500 mainstays. Yesterday, Scott and I talked about understanding trust signals. He's got a whole damn book on it, and it's the new world of marketing and the new world of trust. So let's get in today and talk a little bit more about B2B branding lessons, which I know can also be helpful. B2B is tough. There's a lot of competition out there, and we don't have the budgets uh, that B2C people have. And uh, so stakes are much more costly, as we know, in more B2B marketing. Okay, here's my conversation with Scott Baradell, the CEO at Idea Grove. What's up, man? We were we were getting some insane stuff yesterday. So we can just go all over the place today if you want, because right. there's just so much information used. But we'll kick it off and, and stick to script a little bit and talk about B2B branding, which a lot of people don't do a good job at. And the ones that do are crushing B2B world. What are your thoughts on B2B branding? How do we excel? I mean, you're you're the PR expert and work with a bunch of huge tech companies and a bunch of big brands, small brands. How can we get better at this craft? Well, you know, I kind of, in terms of B2B, I'm in a special place because we work with B2B tech, mostly mid-market tech. And so a lot of companies that are kind of run by engineers and they have kind of an engineer brain in terms of like Mr. Spock is the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, very logical. And, and it they sounds want, like my nightmare. You know, they want everything <laughs> to be logical, right? And so the first thing I have to convince any client in when they want to do B2B marketing, B2B PR, is that B2B is not really different much at all from B2C, except for the reasons you said, lower budget. Hallelujah. I tell people that all the time. Hallelujah. But in the main ways that marketing exists and, and what it's for and what it does, it's the same. And that starts with branding and marketing being about emotion rather than about logic. And so... When, in other words, in the same way, people that just want a pair of shoes aren't buying Nikes. They're buying Nikes for aspirational reason that goes beyond just having a pair of shoes. That brand means something more to them because the emotional investment they make in connecting with the emotions that the human-like emotions and the human-like personality traits that are tied to that product and that's true. You know, Disney is magic. Red Bull is energy. You know, these are things that go beyond this is the widget or the product itself. And I think in consumer marketing, marketers tend to get that. 
Yes. In B2B marketing, sometimes it's a much harder thing to communicate. So, you know, what I, what I used to do, and so it's gotten harder, I'll tell you why. What I, what I used to do when I start my branding sessions is I start with the idea of brand essence and getting at a two or three word emotional benefit. Emotional benefit. I said, the, we start this whole process by figuring out the emotional benefit. And they're like, what are you talking about? The benefit of this product is it's cheaper. Or the benefit of this product is that yeah. it's better. Or it's better. Or the benefit of this product is it has three times as many cylindrical, blah, blah, blah. You know, it'd be like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. So let's say I'm, I'm working with, um, we've worked over the years with a lot of MSPs, managed service providers, like the folks that will, you can outsource your IT management to as a small business or larger business. And they'll always be like, all the websites would always be like, uh, we're partners with Microsoft and we do all these things and it'll be this big laundry list of technical stuff. Guess what? The people that are hiring you are hiring you because they don't want to read technical stuff. They're hiring you <laughs> yeah. so you just do it, right? So why are they hiring you? Oh, well, they're hiring you either for one of two reasons. They're hiring you because they don't want to worry about something going wrong, ransomware attack or... yeah. Horrible things happening. So they're calling you for peace of mind that you're going to mm-hmm. cover. Or they're calling you because you will help them grow and scale better than if they were trying to do it in-house. In other words, I can focus on my business and you're empowering me to grow. So basically, an MSP can go to market and say, I want to appeal to that emotion of peace of mind, or I want to appeal to that emotional benefit of empowerment. Pick one. Because if you try to do both, it won't work. So pick one. Which one better is better suited to you? That's what we basically end up doing with, with every MSP is just one example. But they always start out with this idea that, oh, we're different. People choose basically logically looking at Microsoft, Cisco, blah, 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 partner, platinum partner, gold partner. They don't care about any of that. And so in B2B marketing, the first thing I try to communicate to our employees and to our clients is that, it's really not much different. Another great example is uh, in terms of social purpose, for example. The change that I was alluding to before is I used to start the branding sessions by saying, what's your brand essence? What do you do, in other words? So what, what's that, that core benefit? Now I start, I go even further back and I say, the first question I ask is, why do you exist? Yeah. Because someone's embarrassed to, to say to make a lot of money. You're thinking, oh, when that founder originally founded that company, they probably had a reason beyond yeah. to make a lot of money. There's almost always that kind of superhero origin story that you can tap into that other people can connect to. And if you've got that kind of story, well then, but all you do is tie it to your product, you're going to be like that person at the party who just yeah. talks about themselves the whole time. But if you can take this value... That's why that goes to why you started the company. And then you can do things in the community that support that value with nonprofit work, with volunteering, with just showing support for causes that align with why you started the company to begin with. Then that's so much more powerful. And guess what? You can talk about this other stuff and these great causes and how great they are without just talking about yourself. And you still end up being your brand being burnished from that. That's what we talk. We mentioned before three-dimensional branding. Three-dimensional branding for us is how we do it today. And we say every brand, B2B or B2C, should have what we call a head, body, and heart. The body is your product. 
But if you just have the body, you're like a zombie, right? You're just staggering around. The head is your thought leadership. The heart is your social purpose. You need all three of those things. And think about if you go into the marketplace armed with all three of those things, you can build your brand continuously without barely ever talking about yourself. Because guess what? Let other people talk about you and your product. You talk about smart ideas leading your industry in the future. You talk about how you're doing things beyond your product to, to make the world a better place. And let other people say, this is the best damn product I've ever, you know, people believe what other people say about, your, about yourself. But what I see on social media too, by too many brands is they treat it like it's like old fashioned uh, TV or something. You know, it's like, I'm going to post three tweets that point to thought leadership articles by somebody else or media coverage in my industry. And then I'll do a commercial break, a tweet that says my product is great. So what you're doing is you're posting smart things about your industry by other people. And then you're saying stuff about yourself when it should be the opposite, right? It should be, I'm saying smart things through my own thought leadership about the industry. And then I have somebody else saying something good about me. Absolutely. And what I love is, so we we actually, the episode right before this, you should listen to and other B2B marketers out there should pay attention to Jill, who's a CEO of a a tech brand, uh, Inc. 5000 company this last year. She totally got it. And she, she would be taking your medicine all day. And two things I say to B2B marketers all the time, it's no different than B2C to your point, where people are human beings and they all buy things the same as human beings. And human beings buy things and are attached to things and believe in things emotionally first, logic second, right? You lead with the emotion and, and, and we marketers understand this, but I'm trying to get your, our clients, which is our job, or if you're an internal marketing person, getting the CEO or, or the board or all the people behind this is, is leading with that heartfelt emotion first. And I have experience with this. I mean, I, I went to, I was a marketer and I went to rehab and I had to learn how the brain works in terms of how it's making decisions. And it's what I've learned is it's, it's in the back of our brain in the limbic system. The limbic system's actually in control. Our ego thinks that we're in control in the frontal cortex. And so the brands that do it well and B2B, you can be way ahead of the game if you understand this and you understand how to lead emotionally and then just to justify it with the logic. And so I've seen a ton of different branding processes. We, we certainly have a branding process we use and we use a ton of different tools in that. I, I'm a big fan of the brand wheel, which everybody's probably familiar with. It's fairly old and it gets a lot more to the emotional benefits and to the heritage that you're talking about. I think there's a lot of gold and heritage of brands it can be resurfaced because it came from a really authentic place at some point in time. So yeah, I mean, I love PR people and, and p- people like your firm and, and you're uh, leading brands in the right way by diving into brand building first and doing it from a human to human standpoint and doing it from an emotional first standpoint and really finding that emotional benefit. And then the last piece that you said, which I couldn't agree with more is who cares what you're saying? What are your clients saying? And how does that stack up to what the problem is you're solving emotionally for buyers? And it's not some functional benefit, which we all focus on. It's the emotional. So in the brand wheel, we have, I think there's three pieces of the functional and there's three pieces to the emotional. And I'm always like, you guys got the functional stuff. You understand the functional benefits of your product. Is it differentiated or not? We can talk about that later. But what are these emotional benefits? And the heritage is a, is a great one that you alluded to. Um, you can Google search the brand wheel. There's a bunch of other really good kind of branding exercises so I love that you're taking brands through this process. Where else would you say if you're a B2B marketer right now? And I, I like to say, like, like, what are some mistakes that people are, are making 
and what maybe is an example of a brand doing it really well? Well, the first brand that comes to mind as one that's doing really well is not a B2B brand, but I'll think of a B2B one in a second. But one of my favorite brands to talk about is Lego because they sell little plastic bricks. And what could be more of a commodity than that? Except what they do is they don't say they're selling little plastic bricks. They say they are nurturing the future builders of the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. And what they do is they emphasize, guess what? It's like we talk about if your product in marketing, if your product is for everyone and can do everything, then it's for no one and can do nothing. What they do is they talk specifically about you can do all kinds of dumb stuff with Legos. My kids have them, I know. Mainly put them in front of you as yeah, you're walking, you step, you step on, on them, right? Yeah. But they focus on all the creative and learning applications of Legos. And they really present them very effectively as a learning tool, as a tool that inspires creativity. And really this idea is, yes, building things. This is where your first idea of building anything for the future comes from. And they, they invest everything in, in presenting this idea. And then to what we were talking about before, their social purpose, all right? Their three main things that they do in terms of community involvement are they focus on, they have a focus on sustainability, they have a DEI focus, and they also work to, to stop online predators. But they don't, lots of people do sustainability, but lots of people do have DEI initiatives. But they always frame it when they talk about it within this context of, well, we believe in sustainability because we want the world to be there for our future builders. And we, we believe in DEI because we believe a diverse world is a more creative world. And we, we believe in we have to stop online predators because the online world is such a tremendous place for people to come together and grow that they need to be protected so they can reach their potential as a future builder. So it's all in what I tell my clients is it's not like you have to come up with some incredibly unique charity to align with, to have a unique social purpose. It's the narrative that pulls it all together I and how you tell the story explaining why you did it. Cause there's only, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? What you can make new is your own. The only thing that you have that's uniquely yours is your own experience. And you've got to invest your own experience as a brand and what makes you who you are into everything you do. And if you do that, then you're not going to be me too, because no one else can be you. I love that. And we've heard it from big marketing brands for a long time about first, it was brand purpose. When we need this brand purpose and people, in my opinion, were reaching a little too far out on brand purpose. Yeah. And now you hear a lot more from brand marketers, which I think is really smart. You hear the word, uh, the words North Star. And I, and I would even say more of like, what's the common thread as to what you're doing from a social responsibility standpoint that is, that is part of your North Star? And it doesn't have to be this huge thing. You don't have to be saving babies in Africa if that's not true to who you are as a brand. I like Airbnbs a lot, which is kind of belong anywhere. They don't say that they rent spare rooms and rent second homes, you know, and you can save money and have more people and less fees, although that's kind of functionally what it does. They say you can go to a place and actually belong. Holy shit, who doesn't want to belong? What a human yeah. truth that they found gold, which is why Airbnb is worth a shitload of money. And I got to go visit them out there and their CMO, Jonathan Minahal, got to talk for a long time and Brian Chesky and what they've done as a brand's amazing. So 
I do kind of roll my eyes at marketers like us that a lot of times we'll go into a room and we're like Starbucks, Apple, here's here's who's doing brand well, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But there are common themes that any business can take to really prove out the North Star. And it should all be from the lens aspirationally. You don't have to be executing on it today. It's a vision. It's an aspiration. And as long as you're taking little steps in that direction and everything ladders up in some sort of way, shape, form, or fashion, you're good. And to your point, that probably all goes back to what you preaching, what you built a company around, what you wrote a damn book around is this trust. And nobody trusts anybody in this world today. We don't trust teachers anymore. We don't trust publications. We don't trust governors and presidents. We don't trust anybody. Spouses, like we're, we're in a major lack of trust movement. And so if you can still inspire people and just do little things to prove that you give a shit, and that you are moving in that direction. Although you are human as a brand, we want to be human and you're going to make mistakes, but you're still striving for something. And I think that's a relatable thing as human beings. And so I love the work that you do in this space because you're definitely guiding brands and companies in the right way. And you even have strategical and tactical things that you can do for brands and companies after you figure out the branding. Because that's my other pet peeve about branding is when branding's done for the sake of branding and it goes in a branding book. I'm not a fan of branding firms handing off branding books to people that execute. I'm a fan of doing the branding, mostly to get alignment, mostly to develop an aspirational business plan that then you can freaking execute on. And so I love that you're incorporating all of that. And then you have the strategic tactical way to actually get stories placed with the right people at the right time with the right messages. So keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to read this book. Uh, Give the book one more plug because I know I'm going to go order it. It's called Trust Signals, Brand Building in a Post-Truth World. And uh, you can buy it on Amazon or you could go to trustsignals.com or you can buy the book there also. Love it. Well, I'm, I'm going to definitely get on Amazon because it's just faster for me. I'm going to click that little buy button or I'll probably even go to Audible and just click on that and pop in some uh, ear pods when I'm, when I'm in the sauna yeah. or whatever. <laughs> the audiobook just came out like a week or so ago. So okay, good. I, I just assumed you had one. And of course you do because you thought through this. Well, a lot of times they'll come out uh, just a few weeks after the initial uh, publication. That's what happened in my case. So good timing. I love it. Well, we'll plug. I'm I'm glad I assumed it was there and and you were all over that homework. Huge thanks to Scott Bardell, CEO of Idea Groove, for joining us. Uh, We're going to wrap up uh, this episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Man, those B2B marketers out there or PR professionals out there, these last two podcasts are tailor-made for people that you know in the business. Just send this shit to them. It's 12 minutes it's a 15 minutes or eight. I don't even know what it is, but it's, it's a short listen. And I think it can really help people frame what they want to do, especially with B2B brands, but anybody in the PR space. We're in a new world right now. And if we're still thinking about marketing the way it was even two years ago, we're 100 years old in the space. It's moving too fast. So I, I'm thankful for people like Scott out there pushing our work, pushing our craft, pushing our industry. If you'd like to contact or hear more about Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Again, you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Dallas Inbound, or you can always visit his company website. His book will be there too at uh, ideagrove.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening, head over to therebrandpod.com and we'll have all the summaries of the episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our newsletter, of course. But if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, 
You can always apply to be a guest speaker on the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can find us on social media. Our handle is Rebrand Pod. And we're on all the stuff, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Probably easier to find me personally. I'm on Twitter at SharkyAZ. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram, Scott Harkey. I'm even on TikTok. I think it's Scott Harkey. You should be able to find me. Uh, there's a finance guy I just learned the other day on LinkedIn, also named Scott Harkey, crazy finance expert in Charlotte. So um, that's a different Scott Harkey. But if you haven't subscribed, uh, you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed. We'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button. We're building this audience up. So uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And we'll be back uh, the next business day. I love it because it just pops right in my phone. I'm a Spotify guy. And all my favorite podcasts, I just get it right back there. So if, if you want this and you need to get marketing information, you want to read long books and you want you know 15 minutes of good stuff, just hit that guy and we're going to be right back there. That's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, rebrand, and I'd even add relearn. Let's go. Let's go.